Welcome to the Student Sessions, the unedited podcast for students and graduates that tells it like it is and addresses the issues that are important to you today and every day. Brought to you by Greher Media and hosted by Tonya Galati. Hi and welcome to the Student Sessions with me, Tonya. Today I'm joined by Heather Timms. Heather is studying mathematics at the University of Hertfordshire and will be starting an industrial placement this summer. Heather was determined to secure a placement as part of her studies and is delighted to have been successful in securing an opportunity that was right for her. Hi, Heather. Hello. Welcome to the student sessions. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, thank you. It's lovely to be here. <laughs> Tell us a bit about yourself, Heather. So I finished A-levels and I didn't feel ready for uh, university at all. Um, so I chose to go into the working world. Um, and so I started working in a lab um, as a lab and then unfortunately got made redundant so I became a bartender as, instead and within the year of finishing my A-levels I lost my eyesight so I became blind due to a blood clot uh, which really messed up quite a lot of plans. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, couldn't, uh, I lost sight of my future and so I was thinking uh, what, what I needed to prioritise, um, how I could become a part of society again because that, that's what I lost and I felt I lost the most was being a part of society. Um, so I knew that if I wanted to get a job, then I would need to have a qualification behind me. When And that was the time when I thought I'd need a university degree. Um, I didn't do that greatly in A-levels. So I decided to do a foundation course at the University of Hertfordshire. Uh, because it is my local local university, so okay. I applied to do the initial uh, initial year of the extended degree in science, uh, which happened to teach at the same college that I went to do my A levels in, which was really useful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, like being in a very uh, being in the same environment uh, as previously before I lost my eyesight. So I I applied for there and I got accepted uh, I got an unconditional offer uh, within a year of becoming visually impaired and um, that was that really I started the foundation course and I fell in love with mathematics I fell in love with academia again because uh, I lost I lost the drive I lost the passion through A-levels and um, this foundation course really helped and so uh, now I'm doing a maths degree uh, at the University of Hertfordshire again and I am loving every second. I mean, I, I, you know, I would never say I love maths. You know, you must be really, really <laughs> kind of into it. Um, and I think what the audience will kind of get as we kind of go through um, today's podcast is that actually you are a very determined young lady and you don't let anything get in your way. Um, we're going to be discussing disability disclosure shortly, but I also want to focus on placements as well, because you've recently secured a placement year. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, I, I will be doing uh, a placement at, uh, in Sainsbury's um, as an analytics intern. Uh, so I will be. Ah, thank you very much. Um, you very excited. So excited. I'm, I really can't wait. <laughs> So tell our listeners then, what made you decide to do a placement year? So I knew from the get-go, well, from when I applied to the university that I wanted to do a placement. It's always been, like, since wanting to go to university, I, I've been wanting to 
get the placement because it gives experience as well as like you come out of the degree not just with a qualification but with experience behind you as well it, it's very beneficial in this job market especially now <laughs> yeah very competitive yeah um, very competitive so what do you see as the benefits of doing a placement year for your own development Heather so I uh, see a real benefit in applying and doing a placement because the amount that I've progressed so far and that's just uh, the interview stage um, I, I am a lot more confident in interviews now and the companies and the job market is what they're expecting of you okay uh, I, I now know the expectation of the interview stage and that's what I'm going to get with when I start my placement uh, I will know the expectation of what they're wanting me to be yeah and um, it's going to really help uh, when I f- uh, try and find a graduate role and you're really, I guess you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, aren't you? And kind of doing new things and kind of you're developing the more of those sorts of things that you do. Every, every step, every stage is a big step. Uh, I, I, there's a lot of little steps and a lot of big steps in the progression of, of life. And uh, I'm pushing myself to have as many steps as I can in a year. Wow. Okay. So I want to talk a bit about your disability, Heather. Um, Under the Equality Act, disability is defined as a physical or mental impairment that has a substantial and long-term negative effect on your ability to do normal daily activities. So at what stage of the placement application process um, did you declare your disability to the recruiting employers? So I actually disclosed my disability in my cover letter. There is a little sentence in my CV that says what tech that I need to uh, have as adjustments mm-hmm. um, beca- uh, because it's a technical, like some of the technical skills, I, I would need to disclose that. But I um, had a paragraph uh, or a couple of sentences in, in my cover letter to explain, oh, by the way, I can't really see that well and I will need adjustments. So what reasonable adjustments did employers make for you during the recruitment process? So during the recruitment process, I applied to about 12 different placements and quite a lot of them had uh, online tests uh, before the phone interview or the actual interviews and stuff. So I needed to ask about if their online test would work with my software that I use on the computer. Um, So I asked for that and I also asked for extra time and uh, another thing that I, I also had to adjust the way the video interviews worked um, because some peop- uh, some employers ask you to film yourself while answering a question, whereas I can't do both. I can't click buttons and look presentable. Um, so I asked either a phone interview or a Skype interview would, uh, would be a reasonable adjustment for me. Um, and they seem to like that. And for my actual interview, um, so I, I had two actor-face interviews and um, I asked for reasonable adjustments like extra time for the paper tests. They, they gave us a piece of paper and um, asked us to answer questions about it. I asked for a mag- magnification, so they printed it on A3 mm-hmm. um, and things like that, uh, which were very helpful. Um, I didn't get many people that refused or didn't feel 
they could. Okay, so that's good that you felt supported during the process to be able to not have to worry about the fact that, you know, there may be a barrier, but actually you were able to kind of interview at your best. Yes, I didn't feel disadvantaged at all. Brilliant. Okay, so there might be some students listening who perhaps are reluctant to disclose their disability to employers or perhaps even their university or college. What advice would you give them? I I would give them the advice to be honest with your possible future employer. If they don't like you or if they discriminate you against you for your hardship, then it's their loss and not yours. It's it's they they are losing a potentially great employee and it's it's nothing on you personally. Yeah. Um and, and just a note at this stage that obviously disclosing a disability is something that's very personal to each individual. And there is lots of things that you may feel that you want to consider before you do so. Um, do seek confidential advice from your respective career services who will be able to um, advise and guide you. Heather, an increasing number of employers are disability aware and committed to improving access for all people across society. So what were some of the things that you looked for when deciding which employers to apply to? So I was looking uh, on disability aware. Uh, and uh, looking on that list is is a really good way of show like seeing who who's disability and where and things but I also um, I choose bigger companies uh, personally at the moment bigger larger companies are better set up to support students with disabilities yes yeah most most of the time I think yeah Uh, another point is so I used the university's many careers fairs that they put on over the course of the year to interact with the recruitment people to see how they interact with me and my long cane because I my disability is very you can definitely see it yeah um because I do use a long cane to walk around because I can't see that well so it's good to interact with them and they can you can feel the atmosphere when you're speaking to someone and feel comfortable or not around you and then there's also you know lots of information on companies websites and indicators um, that often kind of give an indication around reasonable adjustments and um, their commitment to recruitment so do have a look at that how did you make your placement application stand out Heather because you said earlier you made 12 applications and actually that's not very many you know before getting your placement often you know speak to students and they've kind of had to make 40 or 50 applications so how did you make your application stand out I use my free time wisely I actually volunteer at a charity bookshop that's local to me um, and I've been doing that since the foundation course uh, because it was a great way to build society again Um, but it's also given me a lot more confidence and so that's a good thing to put on my CV but I've I've also uh, I also have got a lot of um, technical abilities and I am doing pretty well at uni it's it it's just persistence and determination to do as much as you can around the un- around the university and not just on your course make you a well-rounded person as well as just the technical side um but i do not define myself as a blind person i i define myself as a person who is really enthusiastic about mathematics and about my area and who happens to not be able to see very well. I can feel your enthusiasm for mathematics coming through <laughs> the uh, recording. <laughs> so you're also a commuter student, aren't you? And you live at home and commute to university. Yes, I, I live with my partner in a very lovely flat um, uh, uh, about a town away from university. 
and this is my local town uh, so I know the area and I actually have to commute to London now uh, with my placement so that's going to be an interesting one uh, to uh, a commute worth two train roads away. And how do you feel about that? It's going to be a big hurdle but I'm glad I, that I chose to do this big, big hurdle now because I, I can find out if I like to commute, if I like the commute, then I can do a graduate job up in London. But if I don't, then I've got an end date to the commute. And also working practices are changing. There's going to probably be a lot of organisations that will have their staff working from home for a considerable amount of time and commuting in. How do you feel about that, the, the not having the... Uh, I guess the guaranteed routine yes so my placement uh, uh, during this lockdown uh, is actually uh, starting their uh, starting uh, the placement working from home uh, so I will be trying to keep the routine as much as possible and because I am a being of routine I, I do like to do the same structure most days and that familiarity um, really helps doesn't it in terms of definitely pushing yourself um, pushing yourself and grounding yourself as well Exactly. Um, I'm mindful that we are coming to the end of our time together. One, what one bit of advice would you give to your 21-year-old self about to embark on your university experience? And I say 21 because you went to university um, slightly later than if you were than some of the 18-year-olds, I guess, who do that. So, what advice would you give to your 21-year-old self? So, I would uh, advise my 21-year-old self going into uni just. Be confident. Don't let anyone else's judgments upon you um, affect the confidence of your ability. Like never, never let other people affect you in that way. Be confident in your ability. And as I said at the start, you are very inspirational, Heather, and very determined. And I'm really pleased that you've been able to secure a placement and that you know, I'm sure that you are really going to excel over the next year. And I'm looking forward to hearing more about your career success going forward. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but thank you very much for joining us on the student sessions today. Thank you very much for having me. It's been lovely. And to our listeners, the University of Hertfordshire is a business-facing university committed to giving students the skills they need to succeed in the global marketplace. With a student community of over 24,000 students, including more than 4,000 overseas students from 100 different countries, the university has a global network of over 210,000 alumni. Students leave the University of Hertfordshire confident, experienced and highly employable. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Do join us again on the student sessions. Thanks for listening to the Student Sessions brought to you by Greyhair Media and hosted by Tonya Galati. Never miss an episode by subscribing and if you like what you've heard today, why not leave a review and please tell your friends. We'll see you at the next session.